Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. 
Episode 6, Season 7 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. We just smashed Newcastle. Danny Rose has apologised. He listened to the podcast last week. All is good. Today I'm joined with Wendy. We've got Felonius Thief. Thief, Thief. Felonius the Thief. I'm not a thief. It's not my heart. Felonius the Thief and... <laughs> Felonius Filth and Ricky TFC. How are you doing? All right. Just Ricky. How are you doing? Doing both well? Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. good, good, good. Yeah. Top of the world. Season is back. You know that meme, the, um, the dog in the house, the fire... And he's saying, this is fine. I feel like that was us last week, but then it actually was fine. Mm. Yeah. Um, was it? Was you in any doubt when... Like, so the game started, and it was just like, this is just like watching the game at the end of the season last year. It was just like, Calm. there was no problem. No problem. And that's, I think that's down to ultimately our team playing together for pretty much the last two years. Uh, also, I looked at Newcastle's team, and it's absolute fucking shit. So I really didn't think that they would give us... A... Any problems at all? Did you just cough? No. <laughs> it's, a, it's a leather chair. Right. We're, we're sat in an office. It's a proper board and a proper office chairs, and the chairs are faux leather. Just to give people an idea, it's like where when Spurs sign players, and you know Pochettino puts his arm around one of the players. It's that kind of. It's where souls go to die. <laughs> it's a of it. It is bleak in here, isn't it? I'm expecting <laughs> Ari Gold to walk in at any minute and I'll smash the players up. What? Um, Rick, so your, your daughter came into your... You, your missus went into your bedroom and your daughter had laid out all of the condoms. Why, why has this happened? Because <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed it. So you, you, you took a picture and it's like... Well, I thought Donna had found your secret condoms that you used to shag other birds. No, 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 no. No, no I, don't, I don't use Johnny's for that. <laughs> only, for my, only for my missus. I use Johnny's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but my, uh, my my missus had gone upstairs to, to our bedroom to put the washing away, um, and my little one had found my Johnny's and lined them all up in a neat line on the windowsill. <laughs> and that was the photo you're referring to that she'd found them and that she'd done that. Yes, thanks. It would have been so much worse if she'd opened them. That would have just been or put so pens in them and just put them back in well, the drawer. Well, I was just, do you know that's just crossed my mind? You know, colouring pencil for each one yeah. or something like that. Well, and the fucking strength for your sperm, you'd have another kid in no time. Exactly. So two chances, two kids. That's it. I don't miss. <laughs> Ricky, don't miss. <laughs> I don't miss. <laughs> you still, you still, you, you and your missus sexually active? Yeah, we are. Yeah. How long have you been together? Uh, Nineteen years. Fucking madness! You look at you. Less murder. I didn't know you've been alive nineteen years. No, no, I shouldn't have been. Real, I shouldn't be really. Uh, if you still still active, that's good. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Relationship. Yeah, not. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, this is probably not the the, the time of convert. You know, yeah. to go into, but yeah. like, you know, for me, I think my uh, well, I think my sexual appetite is over the the general. What is it? How many times is, is good for you? <laughs> Uh, I, I could. There's. I think in my mind, I could probably do it every day, <laughs> every single day. What you've been together nineteen years? Yeah, I know, but I'm just. Uh, I'm just. Just a hungry young man. <laughs> a lot of lead in your pencil. <laughs> there is, yeah. Um, lads, all happy and healthy and sexually active. Yep. Good. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Um, I'll tell you who's got a lot of spunk in him. I'd imagine. Carl Walker Peters. 
Yes, he, he has. He plays like a young, a, a young man with a lot of vigour and a lot of energy and a lot of stuff to expel. Glorious performance. Yeah, lovely. I'm, just... I'm going to let you have the first word, Wendy. So, just immense pride watching another... You're not his dad. No, but he kind of is. Yeah, no, I've, I've watched him play for sort of four years, and I feel like he's been one of my favourite youth players in that period. Um, just the way he plays the game. I, I enjoy his style. I think he's a very calm character. He's a very level-headed lad. <coughs> I believe he's a Spurs fan. And he was just great. He slipped in as if he was, you know... Human an, an old pro. You've done it many <laughs> times before. Um very steady opening performance. Got, got man of the match. Probably didn't deserve man of the match. That was a bit of a. I think it was a, it was a generous and, and, and a, a kind thing to do. Yeah. Good for the lad. Yeah, uh, but he had a great game. He had a great he wasn't game. He's beyond, the second best player. Second best player on the pitch. Wasn't beyond the realms of. Uh, I, it really, it really surprised me because I think it was like a week earlier. Potts was saying that he wouldn't be ready or he definitely wouldn't be like like first <laughs> choice in, in the starting game of the season, and then all of a sudden there he was. Starting, and I was just like, unlike you, Wendy, I haven't really studied his career. I've I've heard rave reviews from yourself and from others and stuff like that, but I haven't really had a lot of time to to watch him play. But um, with people like uh, Toby and Jan in defence, you you just know they're going to be doing that kind of like constantly in his ear reassuring him uh, and making sure he's all right and then also you've got like Musa as well close to him and Dyer and you know there, there is going to be that support network uh, around you but but when you're actually on the pitch and there's like 52,000 fucking nutty Geordies I can imagine how daunting that must be like, opening game of the season and like the, the nerves and just knowing that you're deputising for, for Carl Walker, really, uh, and knowing that he's just gone to City for 50 mil um, and how Carl plays, how we expect our wing-backs to affect the game, it must have been so... Like, the, the pressure on such a young lad coming into that first game, and he handled it so well. It's, like, it's incredible, really. The other pressure on him as well is that he knows that Trippier's been given the number two shirt. He knows that Trippier's seen as, like... The guy now at right back, so he might not get another chance. He has to take it. Yeah, the pressure's on that performance in terms of if he doesn't have a good game, he won't be considered for another one. Yeah. And now he's probably, probably going to start against Chelsea. I thought after that performance, it would be really cruel to to drop him. Um, well, drop him if Trippier's fit. Yeah, Trippier won't be ready for Chelsea apparently. <gasps> well, but, then, but then who's he going? How's he going to drop? Him? Well, they were talking. People have been saying that Sissoko might play right wing back against Chelsea in a free. Yeah, sorry exactly. if we play three at the back. Yeah, I think um, the the good thing with his performance yesterday was that he came into a starting eleven essentially. Mm. It's not like when you get youth players and they're in like a much changed team, and they're all just a little bit disjointed. He slotted in to 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 an already settled defence. Um, I think Nick Miller was at the game, and he tweeted that he was um, that Walker was giving instructions to Sissoko, telling him to you know, push further forward. That just shows how confident he was within the team. Um, I wouldn't expect him to be Spurs start a long term, but I think it's very encouraging that he did well, even if it was against Championship opposition. What is that? Is that what we can expect for Carl Walker Peter? Then is there's, the, there's <coughs> so much more to come. Is there? there? Yeah, yeah, so much more. I mean, the thing the thing that I liked about him was he did come inside a few times, and that's his style. He's happy to like step inside his man and and try and play mate from like. I'm a pathetic human being. Sorry. <laughs> 
he kind of he, he'll get on the ball and he'll try and dictate tempo and and start moves. Um, but he's also a really really good dribbler. I mean, that's what he didn't do so much of yesterday. He was kind of chipping a lot of good balls down the line. Um, there were a lot of balls into space for Sissoko to run onto, which I thought worked really well. Which is probably why he was telling Sissoko to push up so much. Um, but there's definitely more to come in terms of his beating men on the outside and, and then you know, getting into the box. I think as, as, as <laughs> beating bad... men and coming on the inside, Windy, what are you doing to me? <laughs> I think as bad as um, Newcastle were, I think Christian Atsu was a very very good left back and he's got a lot of pace. And I think it was good to see his battle of Carl Walker Peters and I think Walker. Peters acquitted himself very well. He was their best player by miles, actually, I thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah, completely. Uh, the, what I kind of like... Um, although I was saying before the game, I, I, I looked at Newcastle's team and I thought, oh, we've got no worries there. It would just be a matter of time. Like, at the beginning of the game, you know, it's just, uh, it's just the first game of the season, no-one wants to lose, very tight game, um, and, and the game will eventually open up. Mm. But... Um, that Atsu, every time he did go forward for them, it, it was a bit uncomfortable for mm. us. And it was kind of like the first kind of 15, 20 minutes, it was like you just want someone to put your foot through them and just to kind of like... But everyone was a bit apprehensive to actually like... It was that physical kind of contact and he was just being a bit niggly and just work, worming his way through our defence. And I was a bit kind of like... just wanted someone to kind of just, just thunder through him for a bit. I think given the fact that Carl Walker-Peters was, was up against... The best player on the pitch for Newcastle. He he gave he gave Cole Walker trouble, Cole Walker Peters trouble, but without. But but, but in the, it, 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 Cole Walker Peters still managed to kind of contain him despite actually having a good game. I don't yeah, know if that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah, totally. he, he kind of ran at him and ran, you know, tried tried to beat him a few times and. Even sometimes it was last last ditch, or, or or there were moments where the balls were crossed and the ball bounced, and Cole Walker he was there at the right time. I, I thought he had a huge challenge. That wasn't that wasn't an easy game to have a debut in, albeit against Newcastle. Their left hand side was as about as dangerous as they were going to get. Um, I thought he did fantastic, really, really good. I was really pleased. I basically wanted him to do everything right. Every time he got the ball, I was like nervous for him. And, I can imagine what you were like. Yeah, yeah. yeah please don't fuck up. I can't, know, I can't I take the abuse on Twitter. Please don't fuck up. But I, d- I didn't. I didn't have any nerves. I just because he's so capable. He's such a consistent performer. I didn't feel nervous. I, d- I felt relaxed with him playing. Yeah. Um, and I've said before. I, I do think he's a better player than Trippier. And I think given the chances, he'll show that he's a better all-round footballer. And I think he's also a better stylistic fit for Tottenham as well. And I think that's the key. I mean, I really have been impressed with some of Trippier's crossing. Um, which we knew was good, but it's it's next level. Some of his crossing, it's when he plays those kind of cushioned, volleyed crosses. Mm. I don't think there are many players in world football that can play them as well as he does. But there's more to a right back's game than that, and Walker Peters has got everything basically. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think that he fits in with Pochettino, what Pochettino wants for players, and more than their football ability, which is obviously crucial. But a player's willingness to play his way into that team. He loves Trippier and he loves Davies because they didn't moan. They sat back, they waited for their opportunity and both of them have taken it. Trippier especially. Davies got in there ahead of Rose because of injury but has done really well. Trippier got in there because for whatever happened, it certainly wasn't about form because Carl Walker was playing really well. I think he picked up a knock or whatever happened before that, those last six games of the season. And I think you'd see the same in Carl Walker-Peters. He's 20 years old. He doesn't expect to be in the first team. He's come up through our youth, to youth ranks. And he knows that when his form is, as soon as he gets the opportunity and he plays himself into that first team, he's not going to 
be dislodged unless Trippier does something outstanding. But it's incredible. It's, that, that's what I want to see. I get that both of those fullbacks, Carl Walker is better than both of those fullbacks, obviously. But I don't know how much more benefit Spurs as a club and Pochettino system has by having caught Carl Walker in the team, if that makes any sense. Um, they've got a question from Scott LaBert on Twitter. He says, please tell me you guys aren't drinking the Davies Kool-Aid. He's a good left back, but if and when Rose comes back, you'll forget about him. We'll forget about him. I don't know about forget about him, but like he doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> like he didn't play 23 game, league games last year. And how many did Rose play? 18. I think Rose is the but best. Yeah, let's, let's just forget about him. Yeah, you know. Forget that we finished second in the league when he played the majority of games out of the two left backs. Let's, let's just forget about him. Gee! Gee! <laughs> uh, madness. What, what are you talking about? Just, I think Davis has got so much better. Yeah. Um, it's just Pochettino working his magic again. And the thing is with Davis, he hasn't got pace, he hasn't got athleticism, he's not going to suddenly fly past players like Gareth Bale or Danny Rose in their pomp. But what he has got is an intelligence and a good understanding of the game, and he, he reads those moments to burst forward really well. And he's been getting better at making those forward runs probably over the last ten games he's played. And he's ended up getting two goals in the last two Premier League so matches. He's been coached. He's been yeah, told exactly. that this is, and he obviously listens. Yeah. So this is the scenario develops in front of you. You can see it. This is what's happening. This is when you have to act. This is when you overlap. And all he has to do is understand what Pochettino's is because Pochettino is obviously borderline genius when yeah. it comes to football and tactics. So he's going to explain to Davies this is what you need to do and when to do it. If Davies follows it and he's able, it has the intellectual, intellectual capability to do it. And then, then there's no reason why he shouldn't improve. And it's for the same reason that Dawson was probably sold in the end, is because yeah. Poch didn't believe that he could learn what he needed to learn in order to become a top draw centre back. I think the I think with, with the situation with Davis is that he can play in a three, and you know, I mean, you could have um, Alderweire, Alderweire, and then Davis in a three, Rose, and maybe Walker Peters as wing backs. That that could actually work. So maybe it doesn't have to be one or the other. But I think you'd be naive to deny the, the growth that um, Davis has had since the Liverpool game. Because when when when, after that game, I thought, he would, I thought he wouldn't start for a while. I thought we'd try and find a way to phase him out. But the way he's grown since that game and the confidence of which he took his goal yesterday with his right foot as well, I think um, there's a lot more to come from, from Ben Davis. And I'm not sipping that Kool-Aid just yet, but he's a very... Important players. Well, the, the question was: Are you sipping the Ben Davies Kool Aid, and will you will you just forget about him? It's two extremes in a very short sentence. Um, I'm not going to forget about him. I think Danny Rose realizes that if Danny Rose gets to full fitness, he will start, and he should start. I don't think but, he will. Um, I don't. Th- I absolutely do not think he will start when he gets full. He'll be on the bench until the opportunity presents. I would itself. love that. I, he will be. I think morally, that's what should happen. Exactly. No, I, I, it's not even what I think should happen. I think that's what Poch will do. He, 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 you know you get, you get into that first team on merit. Imagine what you'd do to Davies. I've done all of this. And I haven't said a single word against the club the whole time I've been sick. Yeah. And then, and then as soon as Rose is fit, he goes straight in. It's yeah. not the way he works, Pochettino. I can't see it, in my opinion. Imagine the look in, in Davies' eyes if he got benched. Yeah. You can do that to lovely gentlemen. Uh, uh, I don't <laughs> think Rose would. I, I think Rose would understand it as well. Yeah, I don't I mean, think he would demand to play. Yeah. I think he'd, he, he'd tell so him again. There's a chance that Rose could be gone anyway. There's still a chance that he could be gone. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Not in this window. Probably. Maybe, but. Oh no! It was just. It was just back to the to the point of uh, Davies and and the way he plays and 
thing is, like he he was b- before being a kind of that traditional wing back and, uh, and kind of um, running up and down at, like, like like Walker did, and being that kind of more of an offensive player. And it's it's really difficult that if you are trained in a certain way and things like that, and you, your habits and you're not naturally that offensive as a player it's difficult to then someone to say right I need you to be this and then your mind automatically uh, and the positions that you take up automatically changes you're always going to have that bit of that kind of uh, defensive side to your game but it's encouraging to see that if he has been given um, advice on where he needs to be and what he needs to do in the areas he needs to to attack and underlap and stuff like that but he's actually doing it, and like just like you said, that that great example of uh, I, I do love you, Michael. But Dawson, you you, you just couldn't train that old dog. From yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, there, there were times when Davies and Carl Walker Peters were as far far forward as we saw Rose and Walker, 100%. and they got plaudits about about attacking that space. Like it, if you follow instructions, unless you're like intellectually limited as a footballer, or you just don't have the body to do it. Then you can't foul, especially in the fullback. Like Pochettino's fullback for Pochettino is so important. You wouldn't put players that can't do it in those positions for the sake of making a point. He knows that these fullbacks will, will, will be able to do that. And, and what T said about his versatility is so crucial as well, because Pochettino loves a versatile player. Mm. And Davis is probably able to play three positions, I think. He can play left side of centre back. He can play left back, and I think, he, given what we've seen yesterday with him getting to the box, I think he can play with left wing back as well. Yeah, yeah. He's not someone who's going to, like I said, go on the outside and, and bump up the pitch, but he can time a run and he can he can arrive at the right moment. And, that and he's Liverpool quite tidy game, on the ball as well. Yeah, he's decent in possession. He's very calm. Um, the Liverpool game where he got torn apart by Mane. There's going to be better players than Ben Davies get torn apart by Mane. And, yeah, for sure. and what we need to do is adjust the way we play against Liverpool generally because we can't play that high. I agree so much. I saw the game. We're nailed on to lose every season. That's the way yeah, I feel. And we, I have think to, we have to. Say I'm hoping Poch shows some more versatility. And yesterday, we had we ran less than usual. I think we might have had less possession, the possession stats. But I think maybe we're going to be better without the ball this season than we were last season. So that'd be interesting to see how we fare um, that way. So you think Sissoko was uh, dreadful? He was. Um, I, th- I, th- I think he was. But I mean. I mean, dreadful is probably, probably exaggerating a bit. I think in terms of his normal performances. It's probably par for the course how he, how he usually plays, but I don't know if the crowd got to him. I don't know if the Sissoko experiment is is officially failed. Did well against Juve. Hmm. I didn't think he. I didn't think he was that bad at all. I thought. I thought he. I, I, he was a difficult atmosphere for him to play in, but that's not really an excuse. You should be able to deal with that stuff. I thought he. He wasn't that wasteful. He didn't do anything exciting. He wasn't powerful and didn't go past players that often. But he didn't lose the ball he kind of recycled it quite well yeah I didn't think from what I'd expected and seen previously for Sissoko I'd think I, I, I thought dreadful was it or whatever it was I think the problem with Sissoko it was a bit harsh the problem the reason why I say he's dreadful is because um, Sissoko's game isn't about low risk recycling possession passing the ball to a teammate that's not his game obviously it's competent did Poch ask him to do that I'll never know I don't know if you asked him to play that way, but what Sissoko was bought for, what he's supposed to do, has gotten to a point now where he doesn't even do that anymore. He's just kind of playing high percentage football. I and he got to a point, sorry, got to a point where Ericsson even passed the ball beyond him 
to Davis, who was like 10 yards behind him. The players don't even trust him. I didn't think that was really a game for Sissoko to, to, to expel it. You're not going to get the best out of him against a team that sits as deep as Newcastle sat yesterday because he wants to run into space behind and there was no space to run into. And he was fine. I mean, he was probably a 5 out of 10 kind of performance. Yeah. I did feel like he got in the way a few times. And I know that sounds really mean-spirited, <laughs> but I just feel like sometimes he'll be in the space in the box where you want there to be a space there for Ali to run into. Uh, and he was sort of stood there Does minding he, his own business. Or if, or if someone that can do something with the ball yeah. that are in, that's in that space. Does he start the Premier League game? <laughs> does he start the first Premier League game if he if he's on his way out? I don't think he does. I don't mean he's injuries, injuries made him start. If Wanyama and Son were 100% fit to start, he would not have started. Yeah, but that means he's in But then neither would Carl Walker be. And so. Lamella. Yeah, Lamella, Son... Uh, and Kudu was out injured as well I mean he seems to be quite liked by Pops given pre-season he might have started ahead. I think having Wanyama and Sonat changed the team beyond recognition yeah. and we ended the game with a team who would like to start against Chelsea so, okay. more or less because Son and Wanyama came on yeah I think Son and Wanyama will start against Chelsea instead of Sissoko and probably who Dyer or Dyer could play in the back quick, three quick, quick one you know that the the two defensive midfielders, Dyer was playing on the left and Dembele was playing on the right. To start off with, and then they switched. But why time. would they even start that way? It seemed weird. It's, th- it's so awkward at the fir- in the I first think, half. Like T said, it was probably to protect Walker Peters. And because they, he said it after the game sense. that Newcastle targeted him. It seems obvious, doesn't it, when you've got a young player making his debut. But why wouldn't Dyer be able to protect him? Because Dembele's a bit better. So, so you're saying if. if um, if Cole Walker had the ball and had to play into Dembele, you know he's not losing. Exactly, yeah. Right, okay. he, can, he can, you know, he puts out fires. I think the expense of... It, we, f- I look, we looked a bit unbalanced in the first first half. It seemed awkward when Dembele was on the right and had to sh- uh, pass towards that right wing. Mm. And it was almost like he, he kind of didn't feel right because he's he's much weaker on his right foot. Anyway, I, it's, it's a, just, I, I, just something I noticed. Then. No, no, it, <clears throat> no, it's something that you noticed and I, I, I noticed it as well. But... The kind of what, what I was thinking about in, in my mind was like, like you're saying, it, it's that full protection for uh, Walker Peters, and um, if within the first half, even though it's, it is a bit awkward in the middle, if within the first half and it was switched around and then uh, Dyer wasn't protecting Walker Peters as as good as Dembele, and within the first ten minutes you're one nil down, that immediately sets the tone. And I think with Poch, he is. He is so patient and he knows that the game will open up and our time will come. That is not kind of full throttle from the first minute. And it's what, we, what we do, first of all, will affect the game. It's always that kind of, you know, if, if we did go 1-0 down, it's kind of bear with it. You know, we'll get our, we'll get our opportunities and we'll take them. But I'd rather have been that, that slightly awkwardness in the middle and have that protection than just to chance it. And, and then go and then just think, go for it. I think Poch expected um, them to throw the kitchen sink at us initially, which is probably why he started there. Moves them yeah. at the sake of us, so to speak. So maybe for the first half hour, forty-five minutes, he had um, Dembele playing there to kind of steady to kind of steady the ship. I think in the second half, we kind of realised they had a beat of Newcastle. Xavi gets sent off, and then then the floodgates open. Do you look, you're not positive now for the first season? I mean, we, a lot of this is kind of analytical and it's nice and. Let's last break it down. I but think we're going to win the league. Do you really? Yeah. Go on. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean... Enough. I've, we've got enough, even if we don't buy. No, we need to buy. But I think I think we can absolutely win the league. Because um, I looked at all the other teams. 
Arsenal haven't improved today. Should obviously there's weeks of the transfer window left, and Arsenal might buy a fucking amazing defender out of nowhere, and Liverpool might get Cater from Leipzig, which will improve them both immeasurably. But I think we have the tools to be able to win the thing. I think we've had two title challenges, putting the pressure on, so to speak. Yep. And I think provided we don't lose um, Ericsson to Barcelona before the window shuts, I think we can just, absolutely be in the mix to win the league. I just like, I think everybody was fucking mugging Spurs off. Everyone like laughing. Look, you had the worst transfer transfer window. You haven't signed anyone. Fans like the, in their fucking idiocy thinking the only way to improve is to buy players and not actually look at what you've got here, look at the chemistry and figure out how, what kind of players do you bring in to actually improve what we're doing. Instead, it's like, you know, Spurs are, Spurs are now shit because they've been a little bit pragmatic and a little bit conservative in the transfer window, actually thinking, how we, how, what players can we get for a reasonable amount of money without spunking a ridiculous amount like £80 million on Van Dijk? To, to, to improve our squad and you know what if there isn't anyone there we've got a fucking good enough team anyway so I'm not saying we can win the league with what we've got but I think we'll give it a good shot as we stand as we are at the moment I think if we buy these players as Sanchez as we're going to talk about in the second half um, then we're in a much, much, much better chance but I think it's so easy as a football fan especially on social media to just get caught up in all the bollocks I think it's a lot, easy, a lot harder to just appreciate what we've got I don't know. Well, you said before the pod started that yesterday showed a lot of continuity in the way that we played. The players were all familiar with each other, knew each other, knew each player was going to run. The only new, the only newbie was really Walker Peters. Everyone else had played a bit last season. And he's so, played with them. He's yeah. played with them. Yeah, but like, it, it felt like we just—it felt like we just picked up from where we left yeah. off last season. I didn't think it did in the first half. I thought the first half was a bit stodgy. But then there's there's reasons for that. Poch said after the game, which I thought was really interesting, that the pitch was dry and that stopped us passing. Someone else mentioned that. I think Benitez made the pitch a bit dry so the ball wouldn't skid off the surface. And it, was, it, it did seem to have an impact because we couldn't get our passing game going as, as quickly as we normally would. And then second half, we're playing shorter, quicker passes. Then Bellet and Dyer had switched around. It just felt more comfortable. Yeah. But in the second half, like you say, it did feel like we just got into our groove again. We were back where we, where we left off and Ericsson was just ridiculously good. Ericsson was imperious, wasn't he? Uh, sorry, I, I read something as well that uh, Wembley, that we've been preparing the pitch, that it's notably a, a lot slower slower pitch and we've kind of like cut the grass right back and constantly been mm. wetting the grass and making it a lot more slick so that our... Passing would be a lot. Oh, we lost it. Like control of the pitch and stuff like that. Right, yeah. I think yeah. yeah. um, Ericsson has been absolutely superb. So he was. was. So <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, he, he was. He was fucking so good. It's so good, and so much has improved so much. Not just like he's, he's always great at finding space. He was always a nuisance. But. At times when we've been critical, I've been critical personally, that I just didn't think that his quality was 100% there, his deliveries are insane. That that cross, that pass, that, that pass for, for Ali's first it's like goal. It's semi-final, isn't it, all over again? Yeah, 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 exactly. That, that goal, I watched that back again as well, and it's almost like an identical goal. We've done that so many times. Igiza's incredible. Like, when went down the right and then side, and he did that kind of rainbow flick type yeah. twist, yeah. the kind of thing you see Berbatov do. And it was the most intentional thing I've ever seen. And the, the fucking commentators didn't even pick I know, up on it. I know, it's it's like it, like it didn't, didn't say anything. It's like it didn't happen. It's like it didn't just take out Kieran, Kieran Clark sent him for donuts. It's like, it, it, like that did not happen. And it was just like another thing. Like, if Pogba had done that, 
The thing with Ericsson, a lot of the good stuff he does, this is going to sound really fucking nerdy, but the commentary is never really mental over the stuff he does. He's done some fucking amazing things, whether it be a last minute free kick or whatever. Even the goal against Sheffield United when he does a free kick to the top corner, mm. the, the commentary wasn't like, that was a fucking Jack, mental free kick, it completely outwitted him. Jack, one of the best things that Jamie Red, Redknapp's ever said, he said, is, if he had a mental hairstyle, I know his hair's mad, but if he had a mental hairstyle and was covered head to toe in tattoos, it'd be worth £20 million more. It's just because he's unsuspecting, gets on the, it, it, the class in it. It's like, true, it's yeah. in, they're talking about Nandalang, aren't they? Is it Nandalang? Nandalang, yeah. 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 It's like, he kind of, he has so much and he's improved so much. I fucking, he's incredible, the geezer. If, if and, he carries on at this level for the whole season, he'll be player of the year in the Premier League. I don't want to be far behind either. And, and the thing is, what, what's so amazing about this Spurs team is that you have two players who can find space like or, or the simple act of have you seen that video that was going, going around earlier oh, uh, on social media yeah if you check it in it's something like space Ali, oh Delhi yeah yeah, Delhi, yeah but it's essentially just shows how they move into space and essentially the damage it causes to other people's tactics it's essentially you know when you're watching football and you've got the team and the Spurs are passing it around and they're moving it back to forward and then they pass it into Dyer and it might come back and you think oh this is boring why don't they just hit forward? Because you're essentially trying to pull yeah, exactly. the, the, the opposition out of shape. And when you've got Ericsson and, and Ali crossing over each other, finding these pockets, the defence don't know what's going but on. Also, and why, you, can't, you can't appreciate it almost sometimes when, you, when you're watching, watching the game live. You've got the best player in the league at running into space and the, one of the best players in the league at finding the runner. Mm. It's perfect. And that's, they, they've linked up so many times for important goals. And while it would be amazing if we'd have spent £80 million on a new number 10, I don't think you'd find an, a, a, a new number 10 for £80 million that can do what these two do. We do need a backup. We do need a backup. Not for £80 million, though. This is, and here, here lies our predicament. Mm-hmm. No, but I think, I think people like Ericsson and Ali, if, they both, if either of them get injured, we're fucked. Yeah, but that is you what I'm saying. Is that, like, that is true, but how much do you spend on this backup and where do you find it? But Ross Barkley costs less than 80 Cost half of it. Probably will, probably twenty five. So, um, but that, that's, don't that's, I, get, I get, I get, you know, the mantra about not having to buy players and being okay as we are, but we do need to, we do need to strengthen in, in some areas. But, but no, Ericsson has been a revelation, and I think we really do need to appreciate him while we have him. Do you want some Ericsson stats? Go on. So, in, in his, <laughs> Sorry, in his yes. Premier League games at Spurs, he's now got a total of thirty one goals and forty one assists in one hundred and thirty five games. That's a rate of a goal or assist every 157 minutes, right? right. That's comparable to David Silva, who's on 149.9, who's seen widely as one of the best attacking midfielders in the league. If you are someone, would you want David Silva or Ericsson? Well, Ericsson's nine five times, years younger. Is he as well? Nine, five years younger. nine times out of ten, you'd say, do you know what? I might, I might tweet this now. Go on, go on, carry, and, carry and, on. And, I will do it. Live and, tweet on the podcast. Ah, oh, fuck it. Broken new ground. If you do it from my. And Ozil is on 146.9. I mean, Ozil's stats are ridiculous, but he doesn't do anything else for the team, whereas Ericsson will run all day for the team as well and and gets involved in the press. Ozil's a bit of a passenger if he's not on the ball, so that's a difference in their game. So, I think um, in some interviews, Ericsson has openly said, like... He's, he's, he's obviously not angling for a move, but if someone like Barcelona come calling, like, what the fuck do you do? And with that, do you think it plays in his mind that he knows that Coutinho has rejected... Well, Liverpool have rejected the deal and said that's not happening, and then in the paper, he all he sees is 
Ericsson is the next guy up on the list. And do you think he goes there and thinks, if I play out of my skins out and show what I can do, then I could possibly uh, encourage Barcelona to bid? Well, you think Ericsson's thinking that way? Yeah. I think um, there's two... Oh, he, he could do. I there's mean, two... Like, there's... The, the game against Newcastle, he showed uh, so many levels. But it wasn't just about him being an attacking midfielder. There was the long shots that he took, mm. short shots, and there was the, putting the balls through, uh, the intelligence to hold back and wait for players to move. There was he, he was showing a lot. I mean, I'm not saying it was all for... The, the scouts that were watching, but it's one of those things that goes through your mind. If you know that someone is kind of um, yeah, watching you, you're gonna up again, but I don't yeah. think what you're saying is true no. because I think no. Barcelona because has left it too late. Well, they've left it too late, but if they're if they're they given, have not left it too late, it's not going to get them in two weeks. No, what I'm saying is that if they've given up on Coutinho, who's handed in a transfer list, they're not going to then start on Ericsson and think, Oh, I've got to deal with fucking Daniel Levy. And then I've got to make Ericsson hand in the transfer request in two weeks. And I've got to get Usman Dembele. I forgot about Daniel Levy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but also, it's the point you made earlier, the Jamie Redknapp point, because Barca need to replace Neymar, and Coutinho is much more of a kind of Neymar-esque star. Marketable. Exactly, than Ericsson, who's the quiet, unassuming thing. All right, I'll tell you what, we're going to round up this for the first half, and I'm going to finish the round-up. Let's finish the reaction to the Newcastle, and then we'll do some Chelsea and other bits. For the first time ever in seven seven years, this is intense. I feel this you, is you've done this so many times, Wendy. You can do it. But normally, we believe just, in normally you. I'm just looking at myself. I'm going to stare in, in your naked. eyes. I'm going to stare in your eyes. Go on, do the youth update right now. Oh God, I'm, I'm bottling it. Lads. Do it. All right, here we go. Do it. You're you're the man. Hi, this is Wendy back with the weekly youth update, looking at young players and players out on loan. Starting off the loan players. Josh Olmer played on the left of a 4-4-1-1 this week before moving into the middle after half an hour. Villa lost 3-0 at Cardiff. But on social media, many of their fans were saying he was the only decent performer. Very impressed with a particular bit of skill out on the left-hand side. I've heard this. I've heard this about Olmer's like tearing it up. They're like, because they're shit. And in their match against Colchester on Wednesday, he was awesome. It was 2-1, they won. Um, Obviously, Colchester are a nothing team but he was very impressive in the middle of the midfield. Connor Ogilvy played for Gillingham in their 2-0 EFL Cup defeat to Reading on Tuesday, and then he played in the, as a wing-back in their 1-0 League 1 defeat to Bradford. I'm very confused about why we've sent him to Gillingham. Their manager was making a comment about him being a good at long throws, which is very <laughs> concerning. <laughs> uh, Anton Walks' at Atlanta United will play next on the 23rd of August. That's a way off. And bizarrely, Tom Glover, who's at Central Coast Mariners, won't be playing for... Uh, again for them because their A-League doesn't start until October Anton walks out he hasn't had rave reviews has he? no he's not that well liked and you him. don't like him that much. I'm not a huge fan what's he doing at our football club? he's probably worth a fee is all I can come up with Simon Dawkins will live again <laughs> moving on to the youth teams the under-23s lost 2-1 to Sunderland very experienced Sunderland team which featured Brian Oviedo Gillibodji the guy who used to play for Chelsea and Jack Robwell um Keziah Sterling scored our goal, Sunderland then equalised in 70 minutes and scored an 89th minute winner. 
And the team was basically made up of last year's under-18s, plus Magoma, Pritchard and Miller, who were the older players, and Marcus Edwards came off the bench. I like it when, um, when, when one of our youth teams lose, in your youth update, one of our youth teams lose, and the team's always got very experienced. Very it's true, though. It's very true in this case. And Wayne Burnett, who is our new under-23 coach, obviously replacing the late Hugo Echiog, uh, he said, certainly in the first half we controlled the game. I was really pleased with how we played. Um, and he said... I said to the players, be disappointed, but when you come back in on Sunday, make sure you're not disappointed because we have another game on Tuesday night against Luton. So that's tomorrow or probably the day you'll listen to this. The under-18s won 4-0 in their first game of the season against Norwich. Goals from lots of the new boys, Phoenix Patterson, Jamie Bowden, Rio Griffiths and Dylan Markande. And Jonathan Debee was apparently an inspired forming goal. And Scotty Parker, our new under-18 coach, was obviously delighted after the match. He said, the first half we dominated really well. The boys were very receptive of what we were trying to do. Um, Phoenix and the two centre-halves were all good, but it would probably be unfair to, of me to single out one particular player for praise because as a collective, we were very dominant and everyone put in their shift. Well done, Wendy. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Woo! Come on. Ending. Taking a bow. Taking a, taking a run up. <laughs> That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's, That's Coys for Company Spurs. Oh, match reports on him. There was nothing. What's happened to Lesniak? Where's he gone? He's gone to a. What is that? You? They leave Spurs and you just do not give a fuck anymore. Well, he got an assist against Leicester. Yeah, yeah, fire assist. Yeah. Really? He yeah. had fire assist. I just remember Wendy's update of like where, 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 what club was he at? He was at Slovan Livretch in, in, um, I believe, the Czech Republic, and he didn't. He basically didn't play any games for them. Yeah, there was. Sort of and also, there was like, in fact, it sounded like there was no. Match report. There was no. There was no guys. <laughs> nothing. Nothing to go on. Nothing we know he's there. Yeah. But we don't know what he's so doing. So you don't. He's in the wilderness. In the football wilderness. I think he went to Scandinavia or something like that. I forget now. Um, but he got let go at the end of the season. Uh, released by Spurs. Yeah. He wasn't all that. So uh, of how you've set up currently, we've got Cole Walker-Peters. We understand now he's going to be our right back for the next fifteen years. That's all good. <laughs> what? Uh, who else we got? Let, no let pressure, Cole. Uh, Marcus Edwards. Obviously, I'm hoping Edwards will get a chance this year. Um, he contract. didn't get a squad number. Well, it wasn't in that graphic. Well, the weird thing Does is, that mean th- there's, I don't think so. There's a website that lists all the squad numbers, and they've basically listed out all the numbers for all of our youth players. And apparently, it comes from official documents that go to the FA. So we have given all of our young players squad numbers, including a player that no one had ever heard of. He's an under like under fifteen player, mm. and we think it might be because of the Checker Trade trophy. So all the youngsters have to have a number because they're probably going to use them in the Checker Trade match against Luton. How old were you when you first fingered a bad bit? Fuck's sake. Sorry. Absolute savage. <laughs> How old were you, mate? I'm not answering that. I'll answer. Oh. <laughs> Can't actually remember. I think I was 14. 14? That's fucking nuts, younger than me. God bless you, son. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so Newcastle. Yeah, sorry. So we had uh, <laughs> we had. Um, sorry, Wendy. I love you very much. <laughs> it's all right. The Shelby sending off. Shelby said, "What do you think of that?" Because when I first saw it, I thought Ali's like doing his usual antics, pretending like this kind of European influence. Let's pretend that we're hurt when we're not hurt. <laughs> And then I watched it up back and I was like, you scumbag. I thought Andy held it together really well. 100%, he could have freaked out. He's really learnt a lot 
from Poch, I think, um, in terms of curbing his temper. He was getting wound up in the first... They, they targeted Ali straight from the For off. sure, yeah. Lascelles gave him... He left a bit in on him quite early on, once Lascelles was on the pitch. Uh, and yeah, because got, got, words, he got a bit spiky yeah. about that. And then, actually, it was Shelby who split them up. He came in between Lascelles and Delhi at that point. But Can you imagine what he said? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, I reckon that Delhi and uh, Shelby had, had a few choice words as well. But the thing is, as well, right... Like, people were saying that the reason why it wasn't that bad, or the argument against it, was because it, it wasn't a stamp and or, or Ali overreacting. Mm. If someone treads on your foot or ankle with football boots and a stud on your skin, yeah. it's going to fucking hurt. Yeah. It's like, how you can even say that? Isn't a red card or no, who, who's, no one said it's not red. Everyone said no, no, it's no. Red. You, no, the, the, there have been papers where, well, papers, but um, people said that that Ali has invited that or he's play, he's you know play acting or I don't know that it, he's made too much out of it and it, and it wasn't a stamp. It was like you know that kind of just let him know that you're here type yeah, tread on your ankle or foot. But it, you know that that fucking that that does not that can't go on the football pitch. It's just like fucking I don't ridiculous. Think anyone, I mean, that, yeah, you're right. I, I, I actually, I bizarrely, I was actually watching it quite closely at the time because I thought something like that was going to happen, and I was just really pleased that the ref spotted it because there's so I, many referees. I was surprised with the red red carbon up. I, I, I did think it was a. Blatant red, but I was, just, I was surprised that the ref went straight to I it. I was at first because I didn't see it. Yeah. And then when I saw it, I was like... Well, as soon as I saw the red card, I knew. Yeah, I knew the exactly referee, was right the referee's nose. It's very stupid. Yeah. yeah, I saw it. I was kind of up out my chair screaming red card at the, at the TV. But And as soon as the ref went to his pocket, I thought, he's got to go. Because it was it was so cynical from Shelby. Like, to be honest, if they're going to try and wind Delhi up, I get it. But you can't do that kind of thing. You've got to be subtle with it. Like we saw um, Jakob do for, for West Brom and yeah. ended up getting a yeah. stinger in the ribs from Delhi yeah yeah absolutely um, oh yeah it's just, it was the, the fact that Ali Ali's role is sort of chief antagonist for but, Tottenham but he got worse didn't he after the red card because he was then bringing all the step overs and things and like just lingering on the ball a little bit longer yeah, just inviting the challenge and, and getting the crowd wound up as well yeah. and then when he got substituted he walked off so slowly yeah, it was smacks, smacks of uh, kind of Diego Costa as well he, he kind of has that, that the thing really. with um, the thing of um, Deli Ali he done, done the Conor McGregor award didn't he at one point he, other than he was adjusting what, him after a game what this the, the, the limp yeah, arm yeah 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 and I reckon he sees him and thinks, you know what, I can wind up a crowd and get them on my back. I think he loves it. I think, yeah. I think he loves it. But uh, it's also it, a responsibility in the team <clears throat> to take that on because it isn't a nice world to live in. Like, to live in that goldfish bowl where everybody's looking at you and waiting and hating you. But the fact that he just pops up afterwards as well for a delicious cross from Ericsson, some great play to set it up, beautiful finish. Yeah. Obviously very comparable to the goal we scored against Chelsea at, yeah. at Wembley. It was just like... If you was a Newcastle fan, you'd be fucking fuming. No, yeah, you would, man. You would be and going outside, like, punch, eat it up, punching yeah. horses left, right, and centre. Yeah, yeah, you know, just eat it up. It's like Cockney ball sweat all up in your fucking dirty northern faces. You know what else? I saw, I saw two two accounts say, oh, t- retweet if you hate Deli Ali." I thought, fucking yes. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love that shit. Yeah. Then get people quoting and oh, retweet if you love Ali," and that got more retweets than the original tweet did. The thing I love about him as well, not you know, apart from the fact he's from Milton Keynes, um, that he's such a slight guy, um, 
but yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll mix it in habit with anyone. Yeah. So that, that chest comes out and he's like, yeah, huh? Huh? He looks <laughs> love it. He looks. Love he actually it, looks. Yeah. He looks more masculine. He looks more physical. Yeah, the BT video, the BT advert. He looked kind of well still. Yeah. But yeah. even on the pitch, I thought that's that's a man, rather than a boy that we, we saw before. I, I, he looked in the same way. Uh, who was it? Harry Winks also looks much more. He's, he's got a physique about him. It's not like I'm digging, like just sort of spending yeah, yeah. my summer looking at their bodies and seeing how they've developed. <laughs> Comparing, but I have. <laughs> Fine, whatever. It's not gay, and even if it was gay, fine. I mean, what you got? You're going to subject me? You got a problem with that? Really? No. Have you got a problem with it? No, no, no. I've done the same as well. Good. <laughs> have you, Wendy? <laughs> yeah. Good. You, you know, you, you know damn well I have. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're yeah. Wendy's turn. The other thing I like I like about Delhi is that when he stepped off the pitch, that's gone instantly, and he was he was really sweet in front of the cameras with Walker, Walker Peters as well. Yeah. They, they had like a little. Um, almost like a, a bond going on in their interview, which was really nice to see. And he was actually really respectful about Shelby. He sort of said, I don't want to speak about it. He's a very, he's a great player. You know, yeah. that's it. Leave it there. He's media trained so heavily. But he has to be. I mean, whoever his manager is, like his personal manager or agent, has got to be fucking loving it because he's come from nothing to, like, fronting the BT advertising the campaign. Well, you know who runs his... PR company who he runs Delhi Alley Limited it's the guy who essentially adopted him the, the, the fam- father oh. of the family that essentially adopted Frank, him mate, he's love. he must be the key they, they set up he's, he, he's going to be he's going to be sold for Neymar money yeah but so like in terms of it, so he should that, that, yeah, that, yeah. the fact that if you take on a kid and, I, and I, if, I, if I understand it right Delhi wasn't a, like a baby he was, no, he was a, a teenager a, he was a t- and to take on a teenager I used to work with teenagers and let me say a lot of them are fucking pricks. Yeah, I was going to say that. I, I swear to God, like, they're really hard work. And to take on a really difficult one, which I work with, um, you know, that, that's, that's something special at all. And then Godspeed them all. Yeah. Just don't leave at all. Because I just completely fucking reversed what I just said. Yeah. All up in your ass. Um, and Do you want yes. to talk about the cane sending off? It, it wasn't a sending off. He went through the back of him. Could have been. Could, could have been, been. sending off, but it weren't. It's, not, it's an orange, isn't it? It's an yeah. orange card. Let it go. Yeah, no, he's, it was. Um, he was frustrated. I thought he had the better. He, he, he thought he had the better. And who was it? Lejeune, I think. Lejeune, one of them. All right, okay. Yeah. yeah, I thought he had the better of him, and uh, he, he was frustrated. And it just shows their desire and fight to get yeah. for it. I, there's an argument, but it's, it says a tackle. You can't do it. The ball is going nowhere. It was dumb. We got away with it. And, and the thing is that that rule where you would send him off is brought in to protect players and that player ended up getting substituted through injury so I, I did kind of feel a bit bad for him but I, there was no malice as you say it was just frustration a bit a bit clumsy and well Gary Cahill's tackle was no, that was was no uh, worse than I think it was quite a lot worse I mean I like, I like yeah it was, it was worse stud show yeah, what are you talking about apologise <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry I can't defend Cahill over Cahill my boy <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't, well, so we're going to do a little preview show for Chelsea on Thursday, um, which I think is a better way to do things. Closer to the game, get people more excited, and no one gives a shit about our previews on a Monday evening. So that's what we're doing. So we're going to go into news and articles at the moment. Davidson uh, Silva, Sanchez, Davidson Sanchez. This is this has come out of nowhere. And talking about having to Google names, I never heard of him before we got linked with him. Had you? No, no. I'd heard of him. Th- because I followed Priya Ramesh on Twitter, that's the only reason. Speaking of which, uh, I'm talking to Priya Ramesh on the, on, on the 
in the event that we sign sign Sanchez. Nice. And not you lot are not all that happy about it, are you? Because what happened last time? Yeah, she talked about um, Janssen and it didn't go well. She she sold us a pup. She didn't tell us that he was a potato. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring that up. I say now, Priya. We we spent t- half hour talking on the phone. Not once. Did you mention that he was a potato? Like a literal Maris Piper. What's your, what's your agenda? He was a King Edward. Um, I have yeah. I I'm not going to lie. I have no idea who this guy, who this guy is. But because I I do well, not a lot of betting. I I, I like a flutter at the weekend. Mm. I do keep an eye on a lot of the leagues going and. Uh, the scorers and who, who's getting gained assists and stuff like that. He's notched a few. I, I haven't, I don't remember. No, he's got, he's got six last season. Did he from really? From centre I presume all headers from set pieces. But he's a big a, guy. That's a massive assumption, but it could have been. <laughs> I, I've read that he's not that amazing on the ball and he's more of a sort of natural defender who'll read the game well and, and just keep it simple. Like a Christopher Samba. Let's hope not. Oh, he's all right in his day. I was thinking him. I was thinking about one point. Yeah, we. There was a time when I would have taken. That's because we were crap. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't take him now. Do you remember the days when uh, I think it's Henri Camara played for um, Wigan and Southampton? I thought, you know what? Yeah, him and Wadi Yeager at Tottenham wouldn't have been that bad. (laughs) And Uh, and, and, now, you know, we get. That's so crazy this transfer window. They'd probably take Roddy Yeager now. I'll tell you what more interesting news that broke over the weekend and there was another little bit of news today. A seventy million pound bid for Martial. Now look, don't get me wrong, I'm not one seven or seven zero. Seven, one zero uh, sorry, seven oh. I'm not going to entertain the fact that it could happen. It obviously won't happen. But imagine, just for a second, just allow yourself, just go into a dream world where Spurs can take a prospect from Man United. Not even a prospect, actually, a, a first teamer from Man United. I don't want to. I, can don't, I, can want, I, I don't want to put myself. Can I make Because I'll, I'll never come out. Ricky, what happens? <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine it? Uh, if, if, if we sign Martial, can we make a t shirt with Daniel Levy's face on it? Oh, fuck, if that happens. Uh, you've got to, I mean, every, you, there's, there has to be an apology from a lot of people out there. A lot of people are losing their shit about uh, uh, Daniel Levy. Uh, he's, you know, he, he's this and he's that, and fucking a lot of, in my opinion, bullshit. If we sign Martial, Barkley, Sanchez, then I know he could be shit, but if we signed him and. It's a good window. It's a fucking. And the guy's a Valencia guy. Is it Casado? Cancelo? Uh, yeah, Cancelo. He's a right back, so. I don't know. Either. But you know what? You, you, you mentioned right. something about t shirts, and a few people have kind of been at and love the shirt. Mm. Talk about a Danny Rose t shirts and jumpers. Still um, for sale. You know what? I don't know. I mean, November's a bit of a wear away. I don't know if we could just do a bonfire for any. Any t-shirts? No, we're going to double, double down. We're double down. We'll double down. Come get your, the Danny Rose t-shirts. No reduction on price. Yeah. Still full price. We'll, we'll, we'll order more in. Get, we'll, more, we'll get, more, get more, in. more made up. We'll get more, more Danny Rose His t-shirts. first game back, yeah. get a whole bunch of yids with the fucking... Come get them. <laughs> you know what? Like, if, if, if Liverpool fans can, <laughs> can have t-shirts and masks with Suarez on when he was a racist... <laughs> Then we can do this with Danny Rose. <laughs> what we need to do back. is bring out, the, bring out the second Danny Rose t-shirt, but use that app that makes people look like they're smiling. And just put a smile on his face. <laughs> and then put some money around him. Mate, a couple of good performances. Everyone fucking forgets everything. Not a problem. Short moments football. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
So there's rumours of Spurs staying at Spurs uh, at Wembley for another season. I saw Crackers on Twitter too, something Ooh. about that. And a couple of people have mentioned they made it at Wembley for another season. I think that would be why the worst thing in the world if that was but come to pass. What if we win the league at Wembley? Hmm? What if we win the we- league at Wembley? It's not fucking Wembley. Look, mate, we ain't fucking winning the league at Wembley. That's fucking ridiculous. All. Fucking all. No, we're not. We're signing Martial and we're winning the league at Wembley, Rick. What's Barkley scored to win in penalty? Plenty of realism to deal with over this season, right? This is a moment of celebration. We're a hundred percent record in the Premier League this year. Match oh, so, sorry, sorry. Machia, Machia, Machia. Are they substantiated rumours? Are they any? I've they, not heard it substantiated by any anybody. Journalists. I've only heard rumours. So it's just crackers. It's on the, Twitter. It's the, it's the, <laughs> the thing is, these capital projects often do get delayed. That's it's logic that they would have a backup in place, and maybe he's just heard something about the backup being Wembley. Yeah, it would be foolish if Levy didn't have didn't have an option for another year. Yeah. Well, when does Chelsea try and when are they trying to get? Into They're trying the to season get after. Is it season after? So we're allowed two seasons. I think after that, otherwise, but they wouldn't know at this point whether it's running behind or not, would they? Well, they've got the facade in the stadium, haven't they? At White Hart Lane, so we're making good progress on that. Yeah, um, but it would be pretty awful. I heard that um, we will be able to be able to find out whether the project will be completed on time around February when the roof goes on, or when they're trying to put the roof on. Oh, we're going to have a roof like the Millennium Stadium. Fuck no, 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 what the, no, not retractable. Oh, the, so hang on, the roof over the stadium like like Wimbledon Centre Court. You said, you said, I heard you say roof, I just wonder what you meant by roof. It doesn't go all the, the way across. The normal type of roof? Oh, okay, so not like um, over the... Over yeah. the any, word, any word on Paulino during Barcelona? Well, Barley's not here, but um, there was a podcast he made in season four called Paulino is Too Good for Spurs. Yeah. And, um, it was interesting to listen. I only listened to bits and pieces of it. It was ironic. It was weird. It's a bit like... Um, <laughs> what's the geezer's name playing for West Brom when he's in Italy now? Is it ever Benega? Is that the geezer's yeah. name? It's a bit like him popping up in the league and smashing it. It's just weird. No, it's, it's, like, I, I don't even know what to say. I really don't know what to say. He's one of the worst players I've seen. Have we, yeah, made, have we made a mistake? No. No, no. I just remember that uh, when, when we were signing him, he was like the Brazilian Lampard, and I was like, mate, we are going to be doing bits up in here. And then when he came along, I was like... It's more like the Brazilian Wellard. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit of title. Nice, nice. You know, you know, Barcelona, looking at Barcelona, it looks like it's like an. Do you know, like a, like a pop star or or a rock star or a hip hop artist who was the bollocks you couldn't touch. It's like Eminem. Like everybody loved him. Incredible. And then he, he turned to drugs and then he, he had a bit of a midlife crisis and it was all falling apart. That's what it looks like looking at Barcelona at the moment. It looks like yes. they're having an absolute crisis and it's falling apart around their ears. And if it can happen to Barcelona, it can happen to Arsenal. I hope it does. Oh, God, don't. Do you know, for a minute when, uh, when, they were, when they were free, was it free to be down? Free to down, yeah. I just said, please. <laughs> Let this be the year. <laughs> Uh, and even even when they come back, you just still thought, "Fucking, you know, there's no." They're celebrating it as if to say, as if it meant something. How times have changed. How times have changed. You deluded little worms. <laughs> All right, I've got some questions. Grant Maynard four he, on Twitter. He says, "Lamella clearly has trouble with his hip. Should we sell? Should we stick? 
Should we sell? Should we stick with it even if he is out of the, for the season? Should we stick with him even if he's out for the entire season? No one's going to buy him. No one's going to buy him, yeah. I, 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 I guess the question is, is do you do you stick with Lamella or do you think as soon as you get the opportunity to get rid of him? I, I mean, I really like Lamella still. I think he's... If we can get him back... He's been chronic, though, isn't it? Well, it's, it, it's worrying because he's had a number of... Well, different injuries that have kept him out for months and months now. That's concerning. But when he's fit, he's really, really good. And he's the closest thing we've got to an Ericsson replacement in the squad in terms of his passing ability and his ability to spot a through ball. I think he also has the press. He's well-drilled in what Poch wants. So why would you sell him? His value won't be that high at the moment anyway because... He's like you say, injury prone. So we need to keep him and play him back into some some form. And it's a great option if you have him. An absolutely magnificent option. Like a new signing. Yeah, I mean, at the peak of his influence at Spurs, the peak of his spite. The peak of his spite at Spurs, and when Pochettino was playing some great football, he was he was key. He's great. He was key to Spurs. And down that right hand side, the protection that he would offer, Cole Capitas would offer so much for him. I, I you can't. Deny that he he would be an excellent asset if he was 100% fit at Spurs. So, what difference does it make if we keep hold of him? Well, it makes no difference. It makes zero difference, difference as oh, fans. The only it thing is matter. wages, and it's irrelevant, really. Yeah, his wages. What, what's he on? Like 50? Probably. He's on more than Danny Rose. What's Danny Rose on? 65. So, say 70. Say well, yeah. Based on what? You're just throwing these things out. You're antagonising our audience. I've heard he's on more. I'm not antagonising them. You've heard from where? Telling them facts. Crackers, again, on Twitter. <laughs> tweeting about, is he? RTK. Crackers tweeting around, is he? I think. For the record, <laughs> Crackers is lovely. We love him. He's a friend of the show. We love him. Yeah. I think. Um, Stop tweeting about Lamella's wages. I don't know if there's him, but. I think. You, um, you said before we started recording, it was Crackers. <laughs> Keep spreading lies. I, I, I for AIDS on Twitter. <laughs> no, no, none of that was said. I'm just drunk and I'm gonna laugh. Okay. I think um, we should sell him because we what? can't we can't rely on him. We can't we can't get any value Why for him. What's the point? We, we can't, can't get no value from him. Sell, sell him what? Fucking get him out of the club. I can fucking explain to you, but you interrupted me. Apologies, carry on. If he he it's can't be good. he can't stay fit. <laughs> and if he can't stay fit, what's the fucking point of him? Get him in the bin. Yeah. That's our manifesto. But my point is, there's no money in the bin. There's not like Inter Milan waiting at the bottom of the bin. I don't give a fuck. The thing is, Flav, you have have repeatedly said you don't give a fuck about how much we spend, how little we spend. It's not your money. So why do you care how much we get from? We would never never recoup the money that we've spent on Lamella. You've been caught up in this since he signed. Yeah, I'll make massively. Yeah. And I have. have, 30 million pounds is nothing now. Yeah, mate, shut up, right? We saw Bale, he was the Bale replacement. We spent 30 million. I saw the bits he was doing up in Roma, and I have not seen any of it except from he's coming and he's pressed. Because he literally That's it. Roma. Yeah, against fucking who, mate? <laughs> against who? One goal. I want more. I want more. And when he scores next time, I want him to rip his shirt open like Hulk Hogan. That's what I want. He was going to slide tackle the arch. Yeah. <laughs> Or okay. more. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, Tommy MC93 Twitter. He says a twelve-year-old scored for Dortmund under 17s today. What really is that true? Apparently so. What Spurs youth team age do you think you could still cut it at? Oh God! I probably say under twelves. Um, I was really good. I was really, really good when I was about. But this is you now. This is you that. now as an adult. I could fucking smash up some twelve-year-olds on there, even as defensive midfielder like Dyer-esque. I'd, I'd, I'd take deal, people. I'd take I'd deal, deal with, Yeah, I'd be too big. They'd be all round you, though. No, no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. You could like twelve-year-olds, not 
There isn't a 12-year-old on earth I couldn't take out of the tackle. Yeah, but you get red-carded. You've got to beat them with skill. You, you, this isn't a free-for-all where you just beat up children. <laughs> this is a football match. I'm not talking about beating up children. I'm saying, I'm saying that I'm not a bad footballer. I could handle myself on under 12 spurs. And there'd be pressure as well, because I'd be on the sideline going, nonce, <laughs> nonce, <laughs> get the nonce. You think you can, you, none of you lot, they're 12, they're tiny, they're yeah. shit. So for me, there's always been two types of people. There's people that uh, that play football uh, uh, and that are actually all right, and then there's people that just bin it off and just watch it because they know they, yeah, they know they're no good. But I, uh, doesn't matter what age group, I'm horrendous <laughs> at, at football, doesn't matter, so... I think also under fives you, you could run one length of the pitch to the other with the bounce and the ball on your head and they wouldn't be able to reach it and just nod it in at the far lads surely you can cope with more than under 12 like a 12 year old playing football like, I remember, 12 year olds are getting bigger though no it doesn't matter <laughs> when, you, when you were kids when you were lads and you were playing football and stuff there was always a little kid that was good that you give them a little fucking nudge and they started crying and that that that, that you could cope for under 12 spurs you that's cope. you saying that now though if you you, you could cope if there's any coaches out there, at Spurs, under 12s, and they want us to come down and have a little game with them, have a five side against your best five under 12 Dish players. Dish out some wallops. No, look, us five, four, plus Bardi going goal, you can dive. <laughs> right, we'll take on the 12, the five best, the five best under 12 players at Spurs. <laughs> I've watched... going to be embarrassing. No, it ain't going to be embarrassing, because we're men and they're boys. Right, and, that, and we know this is a game of men and boys, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we made the, the law suggests that we would wallop them. <laughs> this doesn't help my reputation, but I have watched the under fourteen Riga Cup videos on the YouTube because they're all on there. Yeah, and we could be, and they're really good. They're really, really good. Oh, they're really good. Fourteen to the next level, though. They kind of grow at that point. I'm but not saying under fourteen anyway. I'm in twenty seventeen, these twelve year olds are proper wham. I get on the fucking. Sometimes I forget the bus to work. And they ain't gonna be like people a, wearing uniform like no facial. They're like, looking over me and shit, man. It's not gonna be a joke either. Like we're all going in in it to win it. Yeah, mate, get the five-inch studs out. It's a great question, though. I think that's one question for the guests if, mm-hmm. uh, when they come on. Um, at what level, age level, could you, could you compete, I suppose? Shout-out to Tommy, who's a lovely, lovely lad as well. Yeah, I followed him from Dave Dots. So, yeah, it's a great question, Tommy. Thank you very much. Uh, final question, Free Speech Zone on Reddit. It says, do you trust Poch, Levy and Co to bring in two or three worthwhile signings, ones that can help with depth where needed? Before the transfer window closes, why and why not? Seriously, like, what, do you, what, what do you think we'll do in the rest of the transfer window? I think we will make signings, but I don't think they're essential. And actually, there, we had a couple of questions as well about the level of depth. And actually, When you looked at our bench on Sunday, it really wasn't that bad. We've got Rose, Lameda, Trippier and Kudu out, and we still didn't have to put any youth players on the bench. It wasn't like City's or Chelsea's? No, no. They talk about the Chelsea semi-final, which is, which is a big part of Rose's um, interview. That they brought on, um, what's it, Hazard and Costa and smashed us to fuck. But that's just, that's just a level, that's, that's a level we're going to struggle to get to for now, really. Yeah, I agree. But I do think we need two or three more players. Do, do, you, do, you, do, you, uh, do you trust them to do it? Do you think it's going to happen? I think, they're, I think they're at a point now where they've been batting to a corner. Um, I said to Wendy before the pod, sorry to mention them by name, but Arsenal got housed 8-2 by... United many, many moons ago. Mm. And on deadline day, they bought bare players. They must have bought Andre Santos and Mertesacker and all that, kind of, all that kind of guff. So I think we're in a position where we've either got to go for our proper targets, Sanchez, Barkley and... Is it Cato or Cato Baldi? 
kicked badly. Yeah, or we're going to have to look for someone at a lower level just to kind of fill the squad spaces. But I think we we are going to get bodies in there. Would you take Sanchez and Barkley as an acceptable transfer window? Yeah, yeah. I I, I would like a left back in case Rose goes, but yeah. I mean, I, I don't. You know, I still don't think Trippier is great as a first choice right back. So ideally, I'd like a right back. Mm. But I'm very wary that that then restricts Walker Peters' chances. So, mm. but I, th- I think, like T says, it's does it? Do, do you reckon he knows Walker Peters that you think he or his dad? <laughs> no, I don't. No, no. <laughs> I think not. You're going to see Ringo, yeah. Jeremy, Carl, lads <laughs> <London> to test. <laughs> I'm always going to be someone serious then that I was about looking at you. <laughs> what was the actual question? That was it. No, no, no. The, the other oh, right, right, right. Uh, um, <laughs> do, you, do you trust Bosch, Levy and Coach bringing the two players or three players we need? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but would you... But do, I, do you think Sanchez and Barkley... I think um, there has been uh, a lot written, obviously. We, we haven't done our business earlier. We don't have the money. We don't have the wage structure to go out and just cherry-pick the players that we want. And I think there was an, an interview... I can't remember who it was, but someone was saying that there is... An, uh, Levy finds the value at the end, at the, the business end, where you can kind of uh, barter a bit more and you can do a bit more on, like, a, a, you know, get more bang for your buck and... That's that's exactly what he's about, and there will be players that there's not going to be like it's not going to be like you're on. There's 24 hours to go, and you put a bid in for Cristiano Ronaldo, which would take fucking weeks on end to broker and to iron out. But there are going to be people down the pecking order that, that are hot talent, or that, that you know we've got our eyes on, and we would have put the feelers out there of how much it's going to cost. Are, is he willing to move? Like the, it all would have been the, like the personal terms. I reckon would all be ironed out, ready to fucking make that mm. transition so quickly. And it's not just off the cuff, right? Right, we've got twenty four hours to go. Who do you want? And it's like flicking through some filing cabinet trying to pick players. They know exactly what they're so, trying so to what do. You, what you're saying is that I, because there isn't like a, a like a plethora of, of of transfer rumors coming out on fucking news now. Yeah, that actually Spurs might actually be working on a couple of things behind the. Well, Poch yes, seems yeah, yeah. that we're signing four. He said we're signing three or four, didn't he? He right. said it in full confidence in the press conference. So. Right, so so actually Pochettino's been forced into saying this stuff. Wouldn't he'd rather not. Yeah. He'd rather not say anything to uh, placate just people on social media, pretty Damn much. Just, you know, just chill just out a bit. It's not a problem. Vicky was referring to an article that I've now found um, oh. from Daniel Taylor from The Guardian. Um, yet... Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. quite. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and paraphrase because it's a bit of a long one, but um, it says Levy seems to get a strange kick for knowing the price will change if he holds his nerve and waits until the deadline day. From John Smith's bought the deal, he says I can remember Daniel phoning up at six a.m. on deadline day, bursting with enthusiasm and asking, "Right, what are we going to do today then?" <laughs> and um, Smith did the deal. It took Harry Redknapp from Portsmouth to Spurs in 2008, but he and Levy were about 50 grand apart when it came to the commission. Levy eventually agreed to pay the extra as Smith, an Arsenal fan, 
bought an executive box at White Hart Lane. It cost them forty-eight grand. <laughs> I love that. I, I, I love it. Up until the point that they, they, he just put, a, he gave an Arsenal fan a box at Spurs. I mean, I get his yeah, business acumen, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Good story, T. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Actually, is is cool story, bro. It is cool story, bro. It, I mean, yeah, T, he, uh, Le- Levy's a fucking nightmare in the transfer market, and I know it frustrates a lot of Spurs fans, and it frustrates me as well. I, I kind of want him to, to go out there and do all the shit that he's got to do to get all the best players that we could possibly buy. The one but render he did football's... is that it didn't go well, did it? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, like, I, I I would obviously love for us to do exactly what. Um, Brilliant. I, I, might, I might just turn around and say, you, you, you know the job you've been paid for? Just stop doing it. Right, if you, uh, if you, you might be here to hear a uh, few jingling of glasses in the background. I mean, she's making a shepherd's pie, <laughs> which we're, we're going to eat. So uh, with that, we'll, we'll, we'll call an end to the Fine Got podcast. We'll be back at the end of the week with a preview to Chelsea and a few other bits and pieces, hopefully to confirm Sanchez transfer Maybe even Martial joining Tottenham. Can you imagine that? Not what a thing. Okay, Rich, right, cheers. Right, we're trying to get him excited to download the pot <laughs> so we can get more money. We're going to win the league. We're going to win the league. Yeah. Wendy? Yeah. We're going to win, say it. We're, we're going to win the league. We're going to win the league. Yep, going to win the league. We're going to win the league. We've already won the league. We've already won it. <laughs> <laughs> He's no longer the big dog. Ricky is. I'm not a big dog. You are. I'm just a main dog. Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in, and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken 00. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken 00. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. 
It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.